Welcome to Thursday Night's Point Class. My name is Katherine Kogel, and this is our podcast, Thursday Night Point Class. I was thinking about how I'm a Scorpio, so I love to go deep. So forgive me if you're hearing these podcasts and you're like, yo, this girl just goes into the deep end right away. Too fast for me. Why isn't she just cracking herself up all the time so I can laugh at her? I just, I don't know what to say. I just love going in super deep. It's like, what else is the point of life? And then once you've gone deep, it makes everything that's so light and fun just all the more light and fun. Today, I was just going to freestyle thinking about life and developing ourselves in this world that we have created, that all of history has created for this moment in time. And how we're developing ourselves in a world that is maybe the not may not even maybe for sure not the most supportive of our spiritual beings in this human body and it's not the support that supportive of our human body because our body is connected to the earth and we all know how well we're doing with supporting and loving and working with the earth and so I want to tap into this idea of how do we how do we develop ourselves in this world that is kind of counterproductive to developing us, to helping develop us. We have these two sides. We have this challenging world, and then we have also so much within the world, like nature, the earth, just the way our universe is designed is set up actually to help us which is completely contradictory to what I just said. But that's kind of the contradictions of life. Like we have our ego, we have our spirit. We have this one side that is against our heart desire development. And then we have this other side that is all encompassing of complete support and wants us to develop fully into whoever we are meant to become and whatever is calling to us in our deepest of hearts. When we're faced with the world that is so hard and seemingly against us or making it so challenging for us, instead of identifying with that challenge and falling into the pitfalls of complaining about it and discussing how it's never ending and building upon all of those challenges, noticing one and then building upon another and another and another, it's so easy to spiral down that route. We need to bring in so much compassion. Like there needs to be a stop and there needs to be a bringing in of compassion. I've been thinking a lot about how when you're working with kids or watching parents work with kids with their children or whatever, there's a lot of like telling kids to stop And it's usually for their own good with a compassionate, loving adult who's saying, stop, you know, I see something for you. We need to reassess. We need to take a break. We need to come back to our center, either calm down, breathe, reassess, and attack again with or go after again with intention from a centered place. So this thing of saying stop to kids all the time, I think it's really actually our inner child or our adult self parenting our inner child, telling our own selves, we need to stop. We need to reassess. We need to reconnect to our center and we need to move with intention. 
I've really been thinking about how when adults are working with kids, like what are we saying to kids in the guise to educate them and be for their greater good? How can we turn that around and apply that to ourselves? And this idea of stop, like when you're having a, a moment in your life, you feel like you are not listening to yourself the way a kid might not be listening to you when you're trying to give them a nugget of information, a nugget of a gift of, a, of something that's going to help them to understand the world and understand themselves better. It's the same for us. Like we need to tell our own selves, stop, I have this jewel for you that's going to help you in your needs. Let me give an example. For example, you know, you're, I don't think we listen to ourselves very much, like our deep inner intuition. This week I've been running around, what, it's only Tuesday? Oh my gosh, every single Monday I'm like telling somebody, have a nice weekend, and it's Monday. I have no clue what day it is. Anyway, this week or last week or last week bleeding into this week for Catherine, um, I was really feeling this need to just like work, 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 even though on the other side of that, I was completely exhausted and I really was feeling I actually needed a break, but it was like a part of me was afraid of taking a break because I would have to face something that I was trying to work over. I was trying to have work fill over and, and cover up these feelings that I was having that I did not really want to face, but yet all I wanted was to take a break. My soul was screaming at me, take a break, take a break. And as soon as I did take a break on a Sunday, I immediately felt myself fall into a mini depression because I realized that there were all these unattended needs and feelings that I had that I needed to work through that I had just been covering over with work. And so that idea of just saying like, stop to myself what's going on let's reassess let's move with intention stop running around stop being a crazy person stop doing silly crazy things that are unnecessary to moving your energy in a way that's going to aid you in something that you actually want to do take a breath bring compassion into yourself and assess from there and then let's begin again. And I think that that's why, you know, days off are so important. It is that reassessment. It is that breath to recognize the needs of your soul and your being and your person to be able to start the week fresh again and not just running around, but start it with clarity around what is it that is really going to feed my soul this week? What is it that's really going to feed me and push me to keep growing as a human being. What can be scary when we take that break is falling into that, that depression, that doldrum of your ego. The doldrum of your ego is this place where you feel you're losing who you think you are. Your ego is in control of your construct of yourself, your personality, like your attachments to I am a, for example, for me, I am a teacher, I am a dancer, I am a this, I am a that, like I am a business person, whatever. Like ego is a construct of what you think you are. Kind of like I think, therefore I am, which I don't think is true. And when you get into the doldrums of your ego, you start to fall 
you start to lose the sense of yourself. Your ego is trying to keep you in control of what you think you are. And so in that control, you're actually losing and stepping away from your sensing of who you truly are. Because sensing and thinking are two different things. To think something that's like of the mind, of the egoic mind, of the making mind, I make something. But to sense something, that's like a deep feeling, that's intuitive, that's of, it's like a sixth sense type thing. It's something that's otherworldly or not of the world, not of the material world. And that's usually how I think of it. Like thinking is of the material world and sensing is of the ether, the spiritual world, all that sort of stuff. Thinking can be derived from that, but that's a, that's a whole other conversation. That's like so deep. Oh my gosh, we can't get into that right now. It's like insane. But anyway, falling into the doldrums of the ego, it's when your sense of yourself is wanting to come through, but your ego is trying to hold on so tight to what you think of yourself, like the notion of who I am, the thought, the notion of who I am is going away. But as I try to hold on to that notion of who I am, I'm losing the sense of who I am and I feel derailed. I feel discombobulated. I feel like I, I'm lost because I've lost my sense of myself. I'm not connected, in other words. You can never really lose it, but it's like I'm not connected to that sense of, of myself. And when I say self, I mean this brilliant light being that is pure love and here to express with pure joy, peace, unity, whatever, in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, amen. But like, but like, <laughs> but like in the, the, the sense of self that is of the oneness, <laughs> um, my Catholic came out there um but it's kind of true when we step away from our sense of ourselves that's when we start to try to have our ego run the story and so our ego is telling go 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 but when yourself your sense self is saying yo i'm tired take a break your ego freaks the hell out because it means that you're going to reconnect to your sense of self and maybe grow beyond your construct and your notion of yourself that your ego created. So your ego is freaking out. So that's always something to remember because this is something I had to remember. When you're in these moments of kind of downness, it's literally your ego just being like, I need to keep you here because that means I'm not real. Ego is not real. If you step outside of what I've constructed for you, that is you, then that means that my construct and me as ego is not real, which is true. But ego's just been created for whatever reason. It's just a part of this life. It just is. Ego, honestly, ego was created to help keep us in our bodies so that we don't just expand into our fullness completely. And ego was also created probably to help us just navigate this world, honestly. That's probably why. So you gotta love your ego to an extent. But set up boundaries, you know? I love you, but I can't right now, you know? I have to do me. That's what you gotta say to your ego. I love you, but like, I can't. I'll catch you later because like, you're giving me too much right now and it's just getting into my energy and I can't, I can't. So yeah, basically that's the whole point of ego. 
when we're faced with the challenges of seeing our ego come up and fight to try to stay in control, we're usually faced with a lot of self-doubt, hatred, whatever. And I see it specifically for artists and dancers come up when we start to have, you know, bad body days, we're not having a great time with our dancing, we're just having a really negative view of ourselves as an artist. And there's so many people that speak on this. Any person who's written about art and being an artist has talked about this. But it is just, it's a constant that's always there. So we might as well continue to talk about it because we need to continue to remind ourselves how to step out of it because it's just always going to keep showing up and we're always going to have to keep choosing something different. It shows up in this really negative talk about who we are as an artist, the work that we're doing, both literally physically and like artistically, like what's coming out visually. And we tend to live in this cesspool of just like disgust. And the thing that we use as our salvation in this world that's so challenging and the thing that we use to connect us to our spirit and the thing the way of living that is always supporting us we start to make that be the thing that tears us down and makes us feel bad and i think that this is so prevalent in all artists but i'll speak to dance again for dancers especially coming into a certain age probably when our ego is really becoming very formed and really taking hold of us so teenage years our sense of our our like how we view ourselves not even necessarily sense of self but how we view ourselves in relation to others third eye you know love the third eye um third eye girl prince anyway so <laughs> Yeah, so I think that we tend to fall into this space of feeling like this thing that we loved so much and was such a experience of our spirit, like a full embodiment of experiencing our spirit, dancing. It starts to become, like any artist, this cesspool of self-disgust and hate. And it starts to make us feel bad because we're forgetting how to move into the understanding that this is a construct, that I'm seeing a construct come up at me as to a, a notion of who I am versus me tapping into the sense of who I am, my full spirit, and that expressing through my art, through my dancing. So I've constructed this idea of who I am as a dancer or what a dancer should be or what good dance should be. And as soon as I'm not meeting that criteria that I've created for myself, I've made it up for myself, I'm not good. I'm not doing it right. I'm not being the best I could be, whatever. I put all these bars on me like a cell or above me that I can never reach. And that's when I think we start to fall down the path of like, why do I have such a love-hate relationship with dance? And this is a really kind of sad place to be, like to feel that something that you love so much 
It's, it's almost like a weird addiction. It's like something that you love so much makes you feel so bad. Or it's like a codependent love relationship. How could you love somebody so much and yet feel so bad in it? And it's a hard one to break out of because we're not given the tools to understand what's going on for ourselves. As young people, we're not always surrounded by adults who can talk to us about these types of things with clarity and help us understand what's happening. Or we don't always know how to voice what's going on for ourselves. And to feel like you trust somebody to be able to share that, but usually you don't really trust an adult to be able to share that. And the only reason why I say you would go to an adult, quote unquote, is because they've just lived a little bit more life. And so they kind of understand the cycles. Uh, they might have a little bit more insight on the cycles of life. And so what I'm saying in regards to that is that as young people, we're not, we're not really being helped to understand why this dichotomy of love-hate becomes so intense at a certain age. And it takes a hard, how hard, it takes a long time to kind of work through. But it probably wouldn't take such a long time to work through if we were having the conversations and you had, you were able to voice what was going on for you and you felt like there was somebody that you trusted that could help you work through it. And I'm not even talking about therapy. Like, Therapy is such a ridiculous thing. In the, It's not ridiculous because I go to therapy all the time and it's amazing. I love it. LOL. But, <laughs> but it's ridiculous that we've come to a place in our world, like so many other things, where we have to pay for somebody to listen to us so that we can be our truest selves. Like the fact that we can't have these conversations or have set up a society and a community that's able to naturally just help each other through these types of issues is like so crazy. The more that you think about it, it's like, oh my God, it's so crazy. And so what I'm saying is like, you shouldn't just have to be able to go to a therapist to understand these things about yourself. Yes, therapy is very important. I think everybody should have honest, I mean, the, the point of a therapist is that they have studied all this stuff and they have understandings around it and so they can really help you through it, whereas we don't always spend all of our time studying about this stuff. But if we spent maybe a little bit more time thinking about these things for ourselves, we could be of better service to the young people around us and anybody else below us, whatever. When I, when I say below this, I mean in age and in little life experience, but high spirit experience. Yeah, so anyway... I don't even know. I go on these rants and I just don't even know where I go. My God. But tying it all the way back to the construct of the world and the dichotomy where you have this, on the one hand, you have a world that's been created that just is so challenging and it feels like it's been set up against you. But on the other hand, you have something so much greater, which is the actual energy of the earth, the love of the earth and the freaking cosmos, the universe, and the way the universe works, it's actually set up to help you. And when you go into your negative thinking, it's actually helping you stay in that negative thinking because that's how the universe works. Whatever you choose to think about, the universe is going to help you grow that. So if you choose to change what you're thinking and how you're operating and what you want to like work towards and believe in, the universe will help you in that. The hard part 
is making that choice. But the universe is always helping you. That's what's so crazy when you think about it. That's what's so crazy. That Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Anyway, we have these two sides. And so when it comes to dance and we're having a hard time with our love-hate relationship with dance and we're in this place where we're just, our notion of ourself is just like a horrible notion. We need to remember to connect, take a stop, connect to our true self, our sense of ourself, and ask the universe or God or angels or Buddha belly baby, please help me grow this sense of myself support me in this feeling that's when we can start to shift moment to moment day to day week to week our experience what we also have to remember is that the journey is ups and downs and sometimes you go into a divot as you're climbing up to the mountain peak and then deciding to blast off into the universe like you are going to experience as you're moving up these days where you're feels like you're back to square one You feel like you're back to your worst place. But just know that the more that you ask to choose to be supported in your sense of self, your loving self, your great self, your brilliant self, the faster you're going to get out of those divots, of those doldrums of ego. Because you're going to more quickly recognize it and you're going to remind yourself, this is not me. This is a construct. And the fear that I'm feeling is my ego trying to say no 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 stay here stay here stay here because if you leave that means i'm not real and remember the ego's not here to help us when it comes to know thyself the ego's not there to help us the ego's there to help us you know not jump off the side of the building to be to know that our body can't do that our spirit is like well i'll be fine because i'm gonna live forever but the ego's like uh no your body's not gonna live forever so Hold on there, that's not a good idea. You may, your spirit might fly, but the body's not, you know? So that's what the ego's there for. But we need to tell the ego, I'm not going to die if I step outside of this construct of keeping myself down or feeling bad about myself or feeling bad about my body or whatever. I'm not going to die. So yeah, I don't need you to be around for me because I'm gonna be good. The more I think about the word compassion, the more I realize how necessary it is in our journey to letting go of the ego and stepping into our spirit self. And it's interesting, my beloved dear friend, Netic, he always talked about how he like didn't have compassion. Like he was really working on his compassion thing. He was a very, he was a warrior and really held people to their highest level of spirit. And I remember him saying to me, like, (laughs) if I would say something that was ridiculous, he would be like, Catherine, I love you, but that behavior, you got to stop that. But that's dumb. I love you, but this, this, this. And as much as he might not have like a soft heart, a a nurturing mother's heart, (laughs) he, his compassion was this, I love you, at your core, at your deepest, and that's never going away. That's never going to change. But what I will point out to you is that behavior is is fucking bonkers. You gotta drop that, it's whack. And the more that I think about 
what compassion is. It's it's a quality of love. It's a quality of spirit. And that quality is going to look different for different people. Now, for me, when I think about compassion and bringing it in, it really is just being like, it's a drop of judgment. Compassion is saying, yo, ego, I get, I get why you're doing that. I get it. I'm not going to judge you for it. But it's also kind of, it's not helping you. Like, I guess my approach would be like, it's not helping you. It's not a great behavior. It's just not helping you. I get why you're doing it, but it doesn't make sense. And we got to choose something else. And so bringing that lack of judgment, (laughs) and when I say judgment, it's not like judging about something that's good for you or bad for you. It's about like, it's it's the judgmental. It's of the mind. It's of the ego, actually. When you drop that judgment and you just say, it is, and now I can choose something else, that is the gateway. That compassion, that drop of judgment, that is the gateway to choosing something else. It's literally like the wall dissolving in the Harry Potter Diagon Alley. You know, when you tap the right brick or the sequence of bricks, all of a sudden, the wall dissolves and there you get to go in. Not in the movie. They didn't do that in the movie. They did some fancy thing in the movie where the bricks are changing and this, that, and the other. But if you read in the books all the way back into Harry Potter number one, the wall dissolves once Hagrid touches the correct brick or whatever it is. So just for you Harry Potter heads out there, let's be clear. Anyway, compassion is the wand to the correct brick dissolve. As soon as you drop that judgment, you are able to walk through the door into a new way of engaging with yourself. And maybe that door is year three of going into Diagon Alley, you know? Meaning, (laughs) sorry. Meaning that you've gone through that doorway before, but you have to continue to go through that doorway. It's not always going to just be open. Sometimes it's going to close again and you're going to have to just remind yourself, but you know which brick brick to touch. You know how to get there and you know how to get there faster. So when we're standing as dancers in front of the mirror and having a bad day, it's about having compassion for having that bad day and asking for the universe to help you to grow your sense of self, not your construct of yourself and your thought of who you are, but to grow your sense of self. Tap in, take a moment to stop. Tap in to your deepest feeling and start to move from there. Dance your steps from there and take your eyes away from the mirror and just start to feel the truth that's inside of you not the image, but the truth that's inside of you. So that when you look back into your reflection, you see the beauty that you are and not the reflection of the ego. Once you start to tap into this feeling of moving from your inner truth, I guarantee you're going to reconnect to that joy of why you are a dancer and why you are an artist. And you'll realize that Everything is everything and every moment and every step and every creation that you make is worthwhile because it came from you. And it might not be the masterpiece that society calls the most incredible thing, but it's masterful of yourself. And so it's, it's necessary and it's beautiful. 
and it's all in service to your journey as this being on this earth. And when you've made that choice to bring in compassion, to drop the judgment and to move from your inner truth, you've actually helped support this world in changing the way it operates. The more you change how you operate with yourself, the more you're actually going to start to turn and look into the mirror of the world around you and see that it's going to start changing how it operates. And that operation will be in support of you and of others and of community and of the earth instead of against. And I really do believe this is how we change the world. And in our hard days, we have to double down on this trust that we can make the choice and we will be supported.